Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You don't think that it's time that somebody cared enough to have a dream? Why are you getting so upset? This is not about you. Yes, it is. You are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. At some point, you got to decide for yourself who you are. Can't let nobody make that decision for you. How do you go about getting an exorcism? Beg your pardon? Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Thanks for downloading this Kermode on Film podcast. Let me begin by saying that I hope you're all keeping safe and well and healthy in isolation. This week, I'm joined on the podcast by Jack Howard, and he and I are going to be discussing our favourite Steven Soderbergh movies. Now, this podcast was actually recorded a few weeks ago. Seems like a lifetime ago now, because Jack and I were in the same room. We recorded this before the current coronavirus lockdown. So... Listening from the safety of your own home, sit back and enjoy the sound of Jack and I in the same space as we were then, talking about our favourite Steven Soderbergh movies. And if you enjoy this conversation and you'd like to see a visual version of it, well, why not go to our Patreon site, where the whole thing is available in video form. Anyway, sit back and enjoy Jack and I talking Soderbergh. Uh, we've decided that because one of the things that's happening at the moment is that because cinemas are closed, people are watching a bunch of stuff on, uh, you know, on VOD and on streaming. And you pointed out that one of the most streamed and watched movies in the middle of this whole crisis is... Contagion. Steven Steve- Soderbergh's 2011 film, Contagion, has had a massive resurgence. It's I think a- it was the second most downloaded film on iTunes movies. And I saw it on the charts right next to Ford versus Ferrari. And I was like, oh... Weird. And I'd never seen it. And oh, I watched, you hadn't seen it before? And I watched it earlier this week. It is fantastic. It is great, isn't and it? And they must be like, we fucking nailed this. <laughs> <laughs> I, the, the reason contagion is important to me, not in terms of a, you know the virus contagion stuff, is I was in a screening with a whole bunch... I mean, I wrote a book some time ago about how film criticism was responding or not responding to the dawn of the internet and online mm-hmm. blogging. And there is a line in the film which famously virtually got a round of applause from the from the old school fusty film Hang critics. Hang on, let me guess. Is it the blogging isn't Blogging journalism isn't, it's blogging isn't right it's, it's it's graffiti with punctuation yeah which and is such an Aaron Sorkin I know line. I know I know but what's so brilliant about it is like the the room of old men on in typewriters <laughs> went <"Yay!" laughs> you know, it was, immediately four stars it, was, it can't it do anything was, better it's just so weird you've never heard a bunch of people protecting their own jobs more <laughs> than the sound of everyone going say that and I remember of course Kim Newman had the best line about it all was Kim Newman said Blogging has punctuation. <laughs> virus is 15 to 19 kilobases in length and containing 6 to 10 genes. Typical of a paramyxovirus. Godzilla, a potentially King a Kong mutant on and Frankenstein. Pen- 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 all in one. Hold on. I'll, I'll call you back. And you've got it in there, haven't you? Oh, really? Look, Where'd get it come away from, from here, Military, Alan. You're not a doctor and you're not a writer. Organism. Yes, I am a writer. Yes, I am. Blogging is not writing. It's graffiti with punctuation. 
I am a journalist and there's informed discussion on the blogosphere that this is a biological weapon. You want to talk to me, call my office and make an appointment. Anyway, so contagion is, I mean, contagion is really kind of nailed by, I mean, I, I remember I, I, I think I concluded my original review of it, but you'll never feel easy about someone sneezing again. Yeah. And I just read the review and in the middle of everything that's been going on recently, it was like, well, it, it's, it is eerily prophetic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really is. I, I right got... down to the bat thing. Yes, <laughs> it's amazing. Scott Z. Burns has done an interview. He's the writer. Scott Z. Burns. Scott Z. Burns. Scott Z. Burns. Uh, he has done an interview recently about his film going, here we go, viral. Eh? Hey. And, and his response is kind of lack. He's like... I, I'm not surprised because all the scientists and the people that he researched and the research he did in general about it was like, it's not if, it's when. Yeah, yeah. And so it's not a big surprise. But I suppose just the fact that his film has found a new life is must be exciting. Uh, yeah, like you said, number two in the iTunes charts yeah. for a film that was out, you know... Nine ne- years ago. Nine years ago. And not a big budget film. No. He's got lots of stars in it, but yeah. it's kind of you know, made in that very... That's one of, of the things that I, I love from the very start in the first 10 minutes. It's this stunt casting, the psycho thing of... Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow says, oh, she's dead. <laughs> and then they kill the kid. Yes, I noticed. It's ju- and it's horrific. From the start, you're like, oh, this is this is dangerous. And Jude Law. Jude Law in, in Slimy Jude Law So form. Slimy Jude Law. best Slimy Jude Law. I think Slimy Jude Law is the best in uh, Sam Mendes' film, the one with Tom Hanks. Yes, um, Road, Road to Perdition. Road to Perdition. So brilliant. I think in this... I bad teeth. I could have Bad teeth bad I like. Teeth. But I could have done without the Australian accent. I, oh, think okay, okay. I think he's. I think he's It's a bit. It's a bit Mary Poppins. You know. It's. It's. Yeah. I it's a bit overdone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I think that. Uh, I can't remember who said this, but I completely agree that Soderbergh treats touching like a pole on public transport and wherever our hands go in terms of it treats it like the shark in Jaws. Yeah, yeah. Like he holds on things for just a touch too yeah, long yeah, yeah, and makes yeah. you feel eerie about yes, it. Yes, it makes you feel it makes you feel that you want to come out of that film, yeah. wash your hands. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't sneeze and don't sniff. <laughs> yeah. You know. And so anyway, so anyway, so as a result of this we said, okay, look, let's do top three Steven Soderbergh movies. Yeah. Problem Steven Soderbergh's catalogue is just mental i mean yeah. there's so much of it he does so. so much and it's it's a little bit like danny boyle where it's so eclectic oh, as well boyle, oh danny boyle you have to do it you do um I mean, completely eclectic all over the place in terms of genres in terms yeah. of budget in terms of style in terms and you of can genre. watch his like he has a style he definitely has a style but you can watch something of his and it can feel immensely different from one to the other but you yeah. kind of still know it's soderbergh yeah. i adore Steven Soderbergh. Right. I think that he is, in terms of the directors that do shift genres, I think he's the person who can nail it. Okay. And more so than Danny Boyle does. Okay. I think Danny Boyle has got more hit mits, hit, uh, misses than hits. Okay. And I okay. think Soderbergh has got more hits, more hits than, than misses. misses. Okay, so, top three, and I'm going to let you start because okay. you're such a good oh! Number three. And number three, because I, um, I only saw it recently, I'm going to put it in there though, is, is his first film, It's Sex, Lies and Videotape. Very good choice. I, I only saw it recently and was just completely, like, I was... I can't believe I hadn't seen this before. You're amazed by how good Andy McDowell is. Oh my God, she's great. Oh my God. She's never been better. I know. And you go, but the person who said, is it raining? I hadn't noticed. And yet somehow in Sex, Lies and Videotape, she is, I mean, that and Shortcuts are the two things which are kind of I haven't seen Shortcuts. But it's like the two things you go to, don't ever tell me Andy McDowell can't act. Because it's become a kind of cliche now to be sniffy about Andy McDowell's acting. She's so good in Sex, Lies and Videotape. She's charming enough in Groundhog Day. Yeah. But yeah, she's funny. Yeah, yeah. But like in this, she's like it's a proper. And when I, what I think about this it, it, with Sex Lies and Videotape is that he made it when he was twenty six. <laughs> he was twenty six years old. It feels like the work of a way more mature filmmaker. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of Mike Nichols in a lot oh, okay. of ways. Um, the sort of relationship, like because I'm a big fan of Closer. 
Um, and I'm a big fan of American Beauty as well. Closer. Oh, we need we to have talk to, we'll about that. We'll do a that. podcast about it. Oh, we need to I talk about that. Hate Closer. Oh, we'll wow. do it. We'll do it. Honestly, yeah, we do need to talk about that. Um, but I'm a big fan of those relationships, relationship type movies where it's about the way that people are behind closed doors, their yeah. secrets, their sex lives, the, the honesty of all that. I'm a big, big fan. It really speaks to me. And I think that Sex Lies and Videotape is one of the best ones yeah. I've ever seen in also, terms of that. Everybody's so well drawn. It's so great. Massively quotable. Liars and Lawyers, which is something that I've said ever since then. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, it's the keys. The yeah. thing that I just, and I just want, I just want one key. Yeah. yeah. I think that thing when James Spader does the thing He's, about how, yeah. you, I think that is like one of the best ever you just go yes yeah what he said yeah but you know what's amazing about that as well when i watched it i felt exactly the same and i felt super like like almost intimidated by him because i was like he's so self-assured and confident and then the reveal is that he's doing all of it to try and get an ex-girlfriend back yeah exactly it's all completely not that at all performative like it it, i love that every single character has like uh, something else to it i love that um the sister character who's played by laura sangiamo like, who was actually the poster star of the film. It right. was her, not Andy McDowell. Which when is the weird film was to think playing about. Can, it was her. She was the star of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, she's um, Julia Roberts' best mate in Pretty Woman. That's where I right, 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 recognise her from. Right. But didn't have Andy McDowell's career. But, <laughs> yeah. but then became the real star. Which it. is bizarre, because I think that she's obviously brilliant in this. And I, what I love about her character is that typically in a film like this, the woman who's having the affair at some point will hold it over the person yeah. who's uh, betraying their spouse. And she doesn't. And I just think that was just a really bold, original choice in writing to go, no, I'm done with this now. It just made her much more interesting. And I love that it became about the sisters rather than about like uh, the relationships between men and women. It became much more about those two. It ends with those two, I think. But it's, it's, it's also, it's a film about when video cameras were a bit dangerous and a bit sexy. Yeah. And the moment when she turns it on him. Yeah. Reminds me of American Beauty. Like, it, oh, okay. I think fine, American fine, Beauty fine. Has a, holds a great debt to, to, to this film. That's interesting. Like, what's the David Lynch film that everyone talks about? Inland Empire. No, it's the, is it David Lynch? The one that American Beauty kind of ripped off in terms of suburbia. Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. Okay. Yeah, so I, I think that everyone refers to that, but I think actually Sex, Lies and Videotape. Oh, okay. There's a lot of that, especially okay. with The Next Door Neighbour in American Beauty. So okay. it really reminded me of that. Um, All right. Well, listen, I'm going to give you that because it, it, that is, it is an open goal choice. So that's it great. Is. What are these? Uh, those are videotapes. I can see that. Of what? It's a personal project I've been working on. What kind of personal project? What? What kind of personal project? Uh, a personal project like anyone else's personal project. Mine's just a little more... Personal, I guess. Who's Donna? What? Donna. It's Donna here on the tape. Donna was a girl I knew in Florida. Oh, you went you went out with her? No, not really. Why do these tapes all have women's names on them? Well, I enjoy interviewing women more than men. It's iced tea. Thanks. Do you want, I'm sorry, do you, want, do you want some lemon? No, this is perfect. This is perfect. So all of these are, are interviews, huh? Uh, yes. Can we watch one? No, I'd, uh, no. Why not? Well, I promised each of the subjects that no one would see the videotapes. 
except for men. What are the interviews about? The interviews are about sex. So my number three is Haywire, okay? Oh, wow. So this is one of the kind of, you know, as you were saying, Steven, Steven Soderbergh does what everyone wants to do, and I loved Haywire. So it's, Haywire is basically a kind of action movie, yep. you know, spy action movie. The poster the, is so typical. The, the poster's kind of boring. The poster, the poster. The poster is just like a bunch of heads, you know, title, like, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the very typical action movie looking thing. It doesn't look like an interesting... Steven Soderbergh film. And it's, it's Michael Fassbender, but the star of it is uh, Gina Carano, who... Uh, is Soderbergh's, she an MMA fighter? Yes, yeah, so Soderbergh said that he had first fallen for her whilst, quote, watching her beating people to a pulp in a cage. Yeah. And I, when I was uh, doing the video con for Sight and Sound back in the 1980s, I used to love Cynthia Rothrock, okay? Cynthia Rothrock was just, like, fantastic, because she was who, like... Who's that? Cynthia Rothrock was the straight-to-video female action star. Oh. You know, who she was the Arnold Schwarzenegger of her... Of her arena. Okay. I don't think she was never kind of big movie, but you know, big screen movie. So she may have been in, but she, that was where she made she made her mark, and she was really great. And there was some bunch of really great Cynthia Rothrock movies, and there would always be a couple of scenes in which somebody would and she would beat the shit out of them, <laughs> and they were like really good fun to watch. And I remember watching Haywire, just thinking, this is like, like the same this reminder. Is the legacy of Cynthia Rothrock, and what I love about it is that when Spielberg, when uh, Soderbergh does genre, the Freudian slip, when Soderbergh does genre, he just does. Genre. Genre. Yes, it's not. Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm being right. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm commenting. No, he leans into it and yeah. does it the best that anyone yeah. could do and it. So he's like looked at Judy Garland and going, "Okay, I'm going to build a movie in which you do that thing." Yeah, and, and, I'm, I, just... and I think that Ryan Johnson's similar okay, like, yeah, in terms fine. of modern day, like leaning into genres. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like, "I'm going to really go for it in this genre." Yeah. And yeah, I think Ryan Johnson turned things on his on its head a little bit. But Soderbergh just sort of really leans into it to the point where it feels original again. Yeah, yeah. and it's like, let's do this the best you could possibly and I just I watched Haywire and I just thought if, if it was the 1980s and I was watching this on video I would just think I had landed in heaven okay I it's, haven't seen Haywire oh it's really honestly so I'm, I mean, I'm working my way through fun. all of Soderbergh's stuff so I'm definitely going to watch it's, that I wasn't expecting that one to come up no it's really it's it's, I mean, it's you know it's, it's a lesser known one but it is really 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 good Mallory dad don't say anything give Kenneth the phone just be careful. Mallory, I hope you've decided to turn yourself in. You can tell me right now why you sold me out and what you're into with Studer, or you can tell me in 10 minutes when I have my hands around your throat. You need to think for a minute, Mallory. You need to stop pretending you can achieve a desirable outcome in this situation and turn yourself in. Do it for the sake of your father. Surrender now if you want to live. I'm sorry, Mallory, that's not possible. All right, Kenneth, we'll do it your she, way. She's, she's, she's here. Here, where? In the house, Jack says she's in the house. Go. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, number two. Logan Lucky. <gasps> Wow, okay. What do you think of Logan Lucky? I, I wouldn't have put it in my favourites. I keep coming back to it. Okay. I think there's something... When I watched it in the cinema, I was like, I really liked that. It was Ocean's Eleven again, in a way, like, but set in the Deep South, much more overtly funny. Uh, <laughs> the bit when Daniel Craig goes, you Logans must be as simple as people say. <laughs> and they at the same time go, people say that. <laughs> so great. And there's so many quotable lines just like that. And yet, the the story play. I'm such a sucker for for heist movies. Yeah. It's it, filmmakers showing the filmmaking process yeah, yeah, yeah. in a different genre. And Soderbergh, there's nobody better at it than him. And I think he just returned and did Logan Lucky and just sort of like coughed it out. <laughs> just coughed went, it out. Do you know what I mean? Just went. There you go. I, like I, I'm amazing at this. In that documentary, um, uh, you know, Dig, the film about um, the Brian Jonestown massacre and the Dandy Warhols. Okay. And there's that line there, which I sneeze and hits come out. Yeah. You know, it is yeah. exactly. It's a little that. bit like Dave Chappelle being on stage, being like, "I'm so good at jokes. I'm going to tell you the punchline now, and I'm going to do it later, and I'm still going to make it work." <laughs> like he has done that, and it, it's the same with Soderbergh I think that's why Soderbergh has gone on to be like I'm going to make some movies on iPhones because I can because I'm bored and I need a challenge yeah. I need to see if I can do and incidentally I don't think he's nailed it <laughs> I don't think Unsane is I love Unsane oh it feels like a student film Mark really yeah it feels like an exciting student film though oh it's better obviously like he's taking all the elements of, I mean the of, thing is you have to understand that I live you know for me my my ultimate paranoia mm. as opposed to being you know trapped in a confined space which is the thing I'm re- being buried alive mm-hmm. that's re- I'm really my ultimate paranoia is you're in an institution in which everyone thinks you're crazy and it makes you crazy yeah and yeah. it's the whole thing about the the craziness is the is the you know yeah I, I agree I think just, that is yeah there's something about that you know, that's terrifying yeah. but I I just I can't get past the weirdly amateur filmmaking that he's clearly chosen for yeah. for, for this film for insane for insane okay but anyway back to Logan Lucky uh, I love that it's got four acts I love that usually where the heist film would end where everyone wins and gets away <laughs> and everyone goes their separate ways and everything then they introduce Hilary Swank like <laughs> investigating it and being like hang on what because I think that, that is such a it feels like Soderbergh going no actually I'm going to do what we usually don't see in, yeah, yeah. in these movies um, yeah I just think it's really fun I, I mean just an example of why I, what little details that I find every time I watch it and I've seen it like five times or something now the, the end credits uh, at the end you know when it says like based on a real yeah, yeah. Uh, fictitious yeah, whatever yeah. he says uh, no one was robbed in the making of this film <laughs> except so, you yeah. <laughs> you hear the words coming out your mouth they have their own police force. I'm midway through my presentation, so you can just not interrupt me and let me get it out. How many times have I listened to that Logan family curse thing yours? Thank you. Now, as you very well know, Speedway's got a big problem on his hands right now. 40-year-old pipe bursting since the whole thing's built on landfills turning to mush, which causing all these sinkholes. 
That's right. The sinkholes in the infield. Now, they wanted to fix this thing up right, so what'd they do? what they do? They called a bunch of us and just worked down their mines. Because we know the work. Man, you do good work. We do good work. But you were just fired. I was let go for liability reasons involving insurance. Can you just get to the part of why you think you can do this? I know how they move the money. Okay, all right. Well, I think that's a very good choice. My my choice for number two is so much safer, almost to the point that we don't have to discuss it. Aaron, Aaron Brockovich. Brockovich. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, the reason, and I, I resisted putting it in there. I, I've got it as my bonus, okay, just fine. in case it didn't. And then come I up. just thought I'm not putting it in there just because it's the obvious. Just so, mm-hmm. so have, I'm going to because it is great. It's amazing. It is an important story. It is Julia Roberts at her absolute best, absolute and it's best. proof that Soderbergh can do when it when when it when it when it's necessary he can do settled absence of style Mm -hmm. you know leading on story leading on script so all the stuff about yes he can do i think sex um lies and videotape is similar yes except the sex in terms of way it's created but it has the thing about you know it is about video versus you know it's got Mm -hmm. those erin brockovich as a piece of storytelling as Mm -hmm. a piece of i this is the story and i am not going to mess this up Mm -hmm. i'm going to tell you this story and i'm going to introduce you to this character who incidentally i believed in 100 percent yep like i know real character and everything but julia roberts okay but i think it is the standard it's the blueprint i think the soberg's amazing at this anyway but it's the standard for how do you do a drama that's based on real events. Yeah. I think that that's the film that everyone shoots for. Yeah, and I think it's it's up there with Siltwood. I think it's kind of it's just absolutely on the money, mm-hmm. and it made me all the more annoyed when, in whichever Ocean's one it was, they get 12. into the club by Julia Roberts yep. looking like yep. Julia Roberts. Yep. You go, I'm sorry. Yep. No, 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 mm-hmm. no. Don't no, do that. The whole yeah, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> just because that's real. No, I just it's it's great. Deserved all the accolades it yeah. got. And, and you it, know what's really a fun fact about Erin uh, Brockovich is that. Obviously, Julia Roberts won Best Actress for it, but Steven Soderbergh was nominated for Best Director and won Best Director for Traffic, so he beat himself to Best Director. <laughs> so when they said, Tom Cruise announces it and goes, the, the Oscar goes to Steven Soderbergh. I just imagine him being like, for which for one? For which one? <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think anyone... Has that ever happened before? It must have done. Because, yeah. like, that, that... Imagine that. Like, the feeling of sitting there being like, I've got double the chance of winning. Yeah, although, as we all know, in fact, it's half the chance of winning. If oh, you is get, it? If you get nominated twice, it splits the vote. Yeah, of course. You know, so... But yeah, he won Best Director for Traffic yeah, in the yeah, year that he well, made Aaron Rockovich, which I think is an amazing movie as well. Oh, see... Now that pisses me off. First of all, since the demur, we have more than 400 plaintiffs in. Let's be honest, we all know there are more out there. They may not be the most sophisticated people, but they do know how to divide, and $20 million isn't shit when you split it between them. Aaron. Second of all, these people don't dream about being rich. They dream about being able to watch their kids swim in a pool without worrying that they'll have to have a hysterectomy at the age of 20 like Rosa Diaz, a client of ours, or have their spine deteriorate like Stan Bloom, another client of ours. So before you come back here with another lame-ass offer, I want you to think real hard about what your spine is worth, Mr. Walker, or what you might expect someone to pay you for your uterus, Miss Sanchez. Then you take out your calculator and you multiply that number by 100. Anything less than that is a waste of our time. By the way, we had that water brought in special for you folks. Came from Well and Hinkley. <clears throat> My number one is Ocean's Eleven. 
Okay, great. Ocean's Eleven. I mean, again, it's it's an open goal choice. We keep talking about them, but I think it's it's a just, bold choice. I think it's absolutely fantastic in every element of it, except for Don Cheadle's English English accent. accent. Oh, you said, you said a bit Mary Poppins. It's a bit Mary Poppins. It's a bit Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, why? I mean, uh, David Holmes did the music for it, right? He did. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's got that finger popping. Bom, bom, bam, bam, yeah. It's, it's that type of yeah. thing. Love David Holmes. And I, I think that that. Uh, that film is the accumulation of, and he's, and he's continued to do it in Contagion, and you know, obviously it started with Sex, Lies and Videotape, and it's, it's in a lot of his movies, is just the ensemble, yes. and making it work, and making it feel like it's not messy, like being able to sort of cut between and weave between different storylines, and yet to focus the plot up. Yeah. And I love that Ocean's Eleven isn't just a heist film, it's like, we're gonna get the money, and we're gonna rob this place, and I'm getting vengeance on this person. Like, it's actually a story about a husband and wife, and, it's not like the front and center of the movie, yeah. but it's it's the shark and jaws. It's weaving through the whole the whole the whole plot, and the best scenes in it. Oh, there's a lot of great, scenes, lot of great in scenes in it, it. but the, one of the best scenes in it is when George Clooney sits down at the table with Julia Roberts when she's expecting uh, Andy Garcia, yeah. and then they have a conversation, and they're, it's such a movie conversation, but it doesn't feel like movie stars delivering movie lines. Yeah, yeah. Like, does he make you laugh? He doesn't make me cry. Like, <laughs> such great little intimate personal moments between people that make you just believe in what's going on a lot more. We used um, quite a lot of Ocean's Eleven in the Secrets of Cinema that we did about heist movies mm -hmm. because because it is one of those things. It's, it's a like blueprint. A flower. It just, it just kind of opens itself up yeah. and says, you know, here, 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 mm -hmm. here is all the stuff, you know. I think it's, I mean, I think it's a, a real treat watching it. I mean, I... It is a treat. It really is. It's, it's, and it's, I can watch yeah. it when, whenever. I can be like, oh, it's safe. Just put Ocean's yeah, yeah, Eleven yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes you know, it feel warm. And again, that thing about, you know, you, could, you know how good a movie is by how well it overcomes its weakest link, which is Don, Don Cheadle's accent. Yeah, <laughs> And really actually, is. that's not the first thing that springs to mind, which I think is, is an indication of how good it is. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Please state your name for the record. Daniel Ocean. Thank you. Mr. Ocean, the purpose of this hearing is to determine whether, if released, you are likely to break the law again. While this was your first conviction, you have been implicated, though never charged, in over a dozen other confidence schemes and frauds. What can you tell us about this? As you say, ma'am, I was never charged. Mr. Ocean, what we're trying to find out is, was there a reason you chose to commit this crime? Or was there a reason you simply got caught this time? My wife left me. I was upset. I got into a self-destructive pattern. If released, is it likely you'd fall back into a similar pattern? She already left me once. I don't think she'd do it again just for kicks. Mr. Ocean, what do you think you would do if released? Okay, so... My number one, my favourite Steven, Steven Soderbergh movie. I keep saying Steven Spielberg. Um, my favourite Steven Soderbergh movie, and I mean this 100%, and the more I think about it, the more I do, is Solaris. And I'll tell you exactly why. I have a particular um, fascination, not, uh, not fascination, uh, infuriation with some... There are some things that people say you can't remake, you know? And I've always said that if you want to know whether somebody is worth time in their company, here is a very simple question, okay? What do they think about the Richard Gere remake of Breathless, okay? I love 
the Richard Gere remake of Breathless, okay? You know, Abu Dhusuf, I think the Richard Gere remake of Breathless is just fantastic. The Jim McBride one that Richard Gere stars in, I love it. I love the William Friedkin Sorcerer, the remake of Wages of Fear. The you know, the original is brilliant, but the Friedkin Sorcerer is a masterpiece. But the absolute defining question is, where do you stand on Solaris? And there are a number of people who just go, well, you, you, can't, make, you can't remake Solaris. You, can't, you just can't remake Solaris. There are people who think you can't touch the Tarkovsky Solaris, mm -hmm. and they are assholes, <laughs> and they have no understanding of the joy of cinema. The thing about the the, the uh, Soderbergh Solaris, firstly, it's it's the remake is based on the novel anyway. It is a film in its own right that has all the ideas and all the brio and all that. You know, George Clooney is great in it, and the, it looks wonderful. But it is about so much and it's so short it's so compact it's so and it's so audacious mm -hmm. it's so audacious to go i remember when when it when it was now he's doing solaris you know it's like he's going to be run out of the academy of cinema <laughs> you can, and then i remember sitting there and i watched it it was me kim newman you remember where you were sitting i, I remember exactly where i was sitting <laughs> alan jones and nigel floyd and we just went I love this film. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I love it is because I think it's a great film. And part of the reason I love it is because it really, really annoys people for whom I have total contempt. And actually, I think that's one of the great joys of cinema. It I think that's a great of, reason to like anything. It's like, okay, where do you stand on Mary Poppins? Don't like it? In that case, fuck you. <laughs> We're going to go on a whole rant again. <laughs> I genuinely don't care what you think about anything. And yeah. it's, it's the, you know, the, the Soderbergh Solaris for me is it's kind of, it's, 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 a, it's a friend... You know, it's like a divining rod for people whose opinions I care about and assholes. I think that, that that's a similar reasoning as to why I like, I was, I, I always think when I'm making these lists, like what are the listeners going to think of my choices? Uh, and which is why I feel the need to point out like that cinema is a personal experience and all the rest of it yeah. is because when I was making the list of spy movies and when I was making the list of Steven Soderbergh movies, I'm thinking, yeah, but what do I really want? Not, not, because I think traffic is one of Soderbergh's best films. But it's not one that I'm going to feel like I'm going to go back to. Go back to, to know exactly. And so, like, my, right. I'm a big rewatcher. I love rewatching movies mm. and finding more, more details in it. Yeah. I like the life of cinema. The more you watch it, the better it gets. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that that is one of the most... Um, it doesn't get talked about a lot when it comes to movies, and I think that, that is the rewatchability of stuff is one of the biggest things yeah, why and, I like like movies. And I could and I could rewatch the Soderbergh Solaris mm -hmm. over and over, and I tell you this, I couldn't rewatch the Tarkovsky over and over again. Sure, that's I've seen it. it. I've seen it. It's that's fine. what I'm saying. It's, you know, it's masterpiece. That's great. why I. That's why I was like Logan Lucky, even though it's a recent film, I would rather watch that uh, than 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 Traffic. Yeah. I think that if I wanted to sit and watch a movie, that's sort of... And Ocean's so, Eleven, that's why it's number one. So it's, let, it's been with me for my entire life. So there's something, when I was at, in Strasbourg, and I was there with um, some colleagues on the, on, the, on the jury at the Strasbourg Fancy Film Festival, and Buddy Giovinazzi was there, and, you know, uh, it, we, and, and we formed this little group, which was the people that think Steven Soderbergh's Solarity. I just, we were having one of those kind of, you know, what do you think? And I said, well, I love Breath of the Year. I love Breath of the Year. I said, you know, you know what? I, lo I absolutely love the Soderbergh Solaris and Buddy went, Oh my god! You know, and then somebody else went, Oh my god! And, and what, what's the thing we all have in common? We're all right. <laughs> Leave the light off. You think you're dreaming me? You're not Shibarian. No. Who am I then? 
puppet, and you're not. Or maybe you're my puppet. But like all puppets, you think you're actually human. It's the puppet's dream, being human. Why did you kill yourself? It seemed like a good idea at the time. Now I think I made a mistake. What about your son? And that's not my son. My son is on Earth. And that's not your wife. They are part of Solaris. Remember that. What does Solaris want from us? Why do you think it has to want something? This is why you have to leave. If you keep thinking there's a solution, you'll die here. I can't leave her. I'll figure it out. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? There are no answers. Only choices. Jack, it's been a real pleasure. We're going to do another one really soon. We're going to keep doing these, particularly at the moment, because yep. I think there's you know more of an appetite. We're going to do podcast. one soon about films that we think are underrated. Yes, yes. Um, and you have a really interesting thesis, which we're yep. going to argue about. Um, can you give us a capsule Yeah, of it? we're going to talk about how we think that narrative has shifted how perspective. Think. How I think that narrative has shifted perspective from the 90s to modern day, and just in general, just a perspective of character has shifted in sci-fi specifically. And I disagree with you. Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited to do that. And if you have any other uh, suggestions for things you'd like to hear us talk about, new or old, you can tweet us, yeah, Kermode so Movie, I'm and, Kermode, you and are. I'm Jack Howard. Yeah, just because just I got, got there first. Name, <laughs> I, and I didn't, I just got Kermode Movie, which is such a... You That's because I took Mark Kermode, and I'm not giving it <laughs> <laughs> and You know, the funny thing is, I'm laughing, but part of me thinks, did he? <laughs> Jack, it's been a real pleasure. If you've enjoyed the podcast, remember to subscribe, tell your friends, all that usual stuff. Please, please, please stay safe. Well, there we go. That was me and Jack Howard discussing our favourite Steven Soderbergh movies. I'm sure you agree with some of the choices, but maybe disagree with many more. Perhaps you are one of those people who thinks that Soderbergh should never have touched Solaris. Let me know what you think. You can get in touch with me through Twitter, at Kermode Movie. And as I said, if you go to the Patreon page, you can see that whole conversation in full video format. And it seems all the more unusual, because Jack and I are actually in the same space. As I said, it was the last Last thing I recorded before the current coronavirus lockdown. Anyway, thanks for downloading the podcast. Check out the Patreon page if you have a moment. Keep listening, keep watching the skies, and keep healthy by staying at home. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.